Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Professional Insights Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in uh, and listening and caring and sharing. We're on all your major streaming networks and all that great stuff. Thank you to also our sponsors, Brand Boulevard. Um, my name's Brandon Curry. I'm Jeff Collins. Josh Bond. Do you want me to say like Trevor Lindy, Trevor Lindy, yeah. Trevor Lindy over and over or no? I'll just say Trevor Lindy. Just once? Okay, fair well, enough. Well, you just, you know, you just. Yeah. We can take it a couple times. Okay, done deal. And anyways, <laughs> moving on, uh, we've got uh, our next guest, uh, Brandy Henderson. Hello, Brandy from Onera Group. Hi, guys. She's been on a couple times. Hey. Uh, thanks for having me. One of the oh, podcast favorites. On. Yeah, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Hey, how's uh, how's the how's biz? Uh, how are the magazines? How's marketing and all that kind of stuff? Marketing is good. Magazines are really, really good. Um, I know that uh, a lot of people are talking about how 2020 is a year that will go down in the books, kind of like a twilight zone. Um, our experience this year has not really been much different, but we were able to adjust and keep our production schedules whole and um yeah do some really cool stuff this year that we were hoping to do in the future but we had the opportunity to do so this year so yeah it's been it's been pretty it's been pretty good busy how is the well, has the second half been busier than the first half like everybody yeah. like the first three months of march and it was just dead and then whoa hang on for your life kind of thing or for us no it's been pretty steady since day one but um just different kind of steady because we are because we're marketers and we had a really good digital footprint in that time when everything kind of closed down in March and people didn't really know where to go or where to turn or how to pivot. Um, you know, a lot of our folks that we've been working with for the last couple of years reached out to us for help. So we did whatever we could to support people in their changing messages, right? Restaurants that were just doing takeout, but didn't have a website. How did they tell their people that they could still come and get their food and where to go and how to get their Instagram accounts up and running or, you know, people in retail that had never entertained e-com before, um, but needed to sell off some inventory and keep things going to stay whole. So we helped people get their e-com presence um, up and running. We really invested in some of the, we're a digital Main Street um, vendor. So we invested a lot of time in the back end with uh, small businesses that needed to get digital assets up and running even before the grant programs were available to apply for um, and just really work with our community. So we were busy from day one. Um, but now we're getting more into a normal cadence of, you know, marketing plans and proposals and strategic, um, outlines for 2021 so that we can help people get their, their traffic and their bottom line back to a recoverable state. So how, how did you work out billing, I guess, is a really, cause the, you, you dealt with, like you touched on a couple of industries that got hit extremely hard restaurants, you know, being one of them, tourism being another. Um, how did you, how'd you, like, what was your strategy for that? Because you're still a small business. It's not like, mm -hmm. you know, you've only been around, I believe two and a half years. Uh, three. Right? Yeah. Three. So like, it's not like you guys are just this big corporation and you're flush with cash. Like how did you, how did you do that? What strategy? Well, we, are, we are not by no means a gigantic corporation flush with cash. Right. Uh, one, we are well on our way, you know, cause we'll get there. Um, but no, we just, uh, Ro and I from, from the beginning, we just, we decided that we would focus on 
what was within our control and what was right. If we had resources that could, that could help somebody in our network, then we would use them. We're, we're at home, <laughs> we're remote, we're safe, we're healthy. And if we can help others, we're, we're going to do it because we firmly believe that, you know, the, a community that works together supports each other in the long term. Um, and we diversified. So in uh, like the year prior, leading into 2020, we had plans to launch um, digital marketing channels, which we were leveraging for a point of distribution for our products, but we weren't selling them as products that we brought to the marketplace to our client base because we hadn't, our campaign management team wasn't big enough. Um, so we had planned to focus on that throughout the latter part of 2020. Um, the circumstance in March just made us flip that switch literally on March 15th and say, this is what people need. This is what the market needs. Um, so if everything else kind of takes a back seat while people get organized, this can take the, the forefront and really help some people. So we, we diversified and helped our community. And now we're in a period where those channels are kind of running back into parallel and our different product streams and our revenue streams are gonna level set in Q1, so. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what you're doing as a magazine to kind of support these restaurants and, and the hospitality, because I think they're the, the industry that needs the biggest help from, from you know, the local economy and, and anybody who can help out there, especially with Christmas coming up. You guys yeah. have any yeah. kind of things you've been doing to, uh, to do that? I think I got to do a little bit more and step up a bit more there too and advertise a bit more to, to support takeout and stuff like that. We've been going to restaurants, but um, you know what? I, I think we're gonna bunker down a bit more for the next three months and the takeout's gotta be the way to go, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're helping a lot of folks with their, um, I mean, we just, we just came off of a Black Friday kind of period, which was really great for um, retail and hospitality, anybody that had inventory that they needed to sell off. So we ran some digital campaigns to e-com stores for local providers. Um, which are performing well, those are now tapering down into like Cyber Monday follow through, different blowout sales leading into the holidays. Uh, and then we'll get back into some of the Boxing Dale stuff and, and you know, those kinds of campaigns. Um, a lot of e-com retail focused stuff. The restaurants were really just trying to push uh, being safe and choosing local, right? And, and understanding the difference between local and franchise. Some franchises are owned by local people. Um, mm. and, and really just knowing when, when you're going to take that break, take that break and support your neighbor or the person that lives across the street from you. Because all of these businesses are owned by our neighbors. It's our community, right? Their kids and, and their family and their, their family that they're taking care of. Um, so we do the same thing. We kind of have like our internal company team has like takeout days, right? Where we go and support a couple of things when we talk about it all together. And then just on the campaign side, it's all the digital marketing that feeds to that traffic, right? What can we do to invest in paid search strategies, SEO strategies that really put all of our local business owners above those big box places that are owned by people that are outside of our community? You know yeah. what I've noticed? Like you can't. You can't, it's not to say that we don't promote like don't go to Costco or don't do this or don't do no, that. No, sure. But it's, it's because everybody also has their own bottom line to manage. And, and sometimes time, time is so valuable. And if you, if you need something and you need it now and the only place that you can get it on is Amazon Prime, well, so be it. It is what it is. But when you're going through your standard um, practices and your behaviors, your, your groceries, your eating out, your gift giving, your... Um, like, are you looking at what local assets do I have as my first point? And are you familiarizing yourself with them? 
So we do a lot of content in that space to educate. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I, I'm just thinking of right now for it, because I got to get some closing gifts and stuff like that and some Christmas presents. And a lot of people aren't sure what to get people. I, I think and I hope that a lot of the local restaurants would be offering gift certificates because I think yeah. it's a great way to support them because they get cash in hand right then. And, you know, they'll have seats out there. And, and to me, like, I, I'm a Costco guy. I apologize. And, you know, it makes me feel like garbage saying it because I no. do go there because there's a good selection. But I'm almost thinking that when you go there, especially the Niagara Falls store just open up and it's just ridiculous lineups every time. You know, if you're not sure what to get somebody, you're just going to go to Costco and think about going through the aisles to come up with an idea. Great idea this year. And I think everybody should get on board and support is start giving gift cards out for local restaurants, you know, because... Yep. It's a great way to say, look, I care about the community, I care about you. Here's an opportunity to go out and spend time with a loved one to go eat something. It, it could be a safe environment too. So I think it's a good it's a good uh, message to be be harping out there for everybody right now. And I, I think I'm gonna try to do something about that in December too. I think Well I, here's here's a question. Like, I mean, Brandy, just as you know, being part of the Niagara Business Group, um, like we're trying to obviously we're not meeting for our December meeting and we're probably not meeting for our January meeting. And so I've tried to go around and like, it's all individual cards, but I mean, why isn't there a Niagara region visa gift card or something like that, where I can buy a $50 gift card for 40 bucks. The other 10 bucks is, is backed by taxpayer dollars. Right. So I, as a consumer is getting, is getting a discount. Um, and I can use that card anywhere at any merchant in Niagara. I mean, you mean to tell me that 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 doesn't? It, I know it exists. It 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 happens. I mean, like Niagara Bucks, Niagara or Bucks, or something like that. It, yeah. it, like it, how how has not how has no one come up with that um th- that idea where yeah. you you know you get a virtual gift card. It could be a Visa gift card. Do whatever you want to do, and you know the the incentive to buy it off of the region or wherever <laughs> is you get the ten dollar discount, right? But mm-hmm. you got to use it locally. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's a great um, idea, actually. That's, that's a great idea. It's a fantastic idea. And and I think a lot of the time stuff like that gets lost in the logistics, right? Who's going to pay for the logistical part of it, which shouldn't even be the forefront of any conversations. But Brandon, I think that might be a really great idea, even if we can't, if it's something that you can't bring to the region or suggest, even something like the Chamber of Commerce, the GNCC, maybe they can lobby the business community to do it together. Um, and then lobby it to the region and they can do some of that logistical stuff, but that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit more difficult if you've got to get the businesses. I mean, even through the chamber, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I mean, if you go from a, from a governmental perspective and it's tied to the region somehow, then it's kind of universally accepted a little yeah. bit easier, maybe from, from a logistical perspective, but yeah. then you've got to get government, to be, government on board. Yeah. It would need to be implemented before 2026. I'll email, I'll email the greater Niagara chamber of commerce um, to get them on board on that. Because like, I just think I don't understand why this hasn't been done because I know like we were, I was searching for uh, you know, like just sending everyone gift cards, but it's like, then you got to pick and choose which restaurant, which store, but I want to help everybody. So we got cash. I think it'd be good to have a list of people who are local owners and all that and know that and know that there are local owners in Niagara and, and ones that, you know, you know who to support. Because I don't know everyone to support. A lot mm-hmm. of restaurants out there I haven't heard because they don't have the marketing dollar right now to do it, you know, and they're just, 
they're hanging on by a thread. So it'd be nice to know who these people are. And I think what we need to do is get a groundswell of people in the region to start, you know, you will eat or you bought takeout. And I see some people who are doing that at the beginning, but it seems to have tapered off. But I think there's a good chance that right now you buy some takeout, post it on Facebook. I know everybody makes fun of you when you post your food on Facebook, but right now you're, you're saving a neighbor if you do it, you know, and, and there's some great food out there that like, one of the people we, we've had on before, Joe Gonzalez, he goes around the pizza places and, and um, what's the other thing he does, the burgers and all that, and it's all the local places that he's doing it. And I think it's great and it's tapered off, but he's been coming back up, but I'd love to know some of these places because I love, I love takeout, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I do have to start supporting locals rather than, uh, these big chains that, that, like you said, Brandy, there are chains that are owned by local people that are, are taking big risks and take, you know taking huge hits right now, and we need to get out there and support it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I like I'm happy to say that while we tried to assist a lot of people individually and in individual businesses in supporting their marketing campaigns, uh, something that our team has actually been building in the background that is going to launch early next year. Um, I think we'll solve some of that problem for you, Jeff. It's going to be a hashtag reveal local database um, and we're launching it with a couple of muni municipalities throughout Ontario. Um, mm -hmm. So there's an organization in London that we're working with. There's also our local Niagara um, organization and some work in Sarnia uh, so that people that want to look at truly local options and it's categorized based on our actual behaviors of like what we do, <laughs> what we shop, like are we what we're looking for. Um, so we're just going to start organically building that with all of our, um, amongst all of our network and our, because we have a really great network of um, economic development officers all across Ontario. Um, and in Niagara, That'd be great. The, um, the economic development officers in Niagara are hands down incredible resources. I can speak um, very highly of, for example, Angela Davidson representing City of Niagara Falls and Wendy, both a City of Niagara Falls, uh, Paul Diani, Town of Lincoln. Um, We've got Marco Marino who moved from St. Catharines to the city of Thorold now, Brian York in St. Catharines. Mm -hmm. um, these are people that we talk to regularly that are constantly looking at um, doing exactly this, supporting local and revealing local and making sure that they're always matchmaking um, that economic support stuff. And they're willing to invest in helping businesses in addition to all of the other gov government support. So um, really really grateful for some of those active resources um, and then like i said all across ontario there's there's shining lights like that that we're just working with to make sure that we can do our part at least so that everybody in their own community can reach out and support those folks i think for a future episode guys we should get my uncle the owner of Hat cats restaurant he's a, a very local you know born and bred in, in niagara and doing it just to get his opinion on there the hardships of what happened i think I mean, absolutely. We yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think as a group, we should all, you know, shed a little light on, on the restaurants because uh, I'm scared of death for them for the next three months. I want to do whatever we can to try to get it out. If I got to spend an extra $500 a month on takeout to get that message out there. I'm, I'm fine with that. I think I should. I think we should. The message. Yeah, it's, and it's an important one, right? Anybody that knows anything about the, the restaurant industry knows that those margins were already tight to begin with. Um, yeah. even prior to going into this year and then take a look at like, you know, you have to run your, you have to optimize based on seat turnover, table turnover, all of those metrics. Mm -hmm. Just, mm -hmm. can you imagine what it's like running a restaurant right now, knowing that you can't have table capacity, that you can't have turnover, that you can't encourage any of those industry standard metrics to stay afloat, let alone, let alone profitable. 
and the things that those business owners are doing to really make ends meet and support their employees and their families, like it's in, in it's incredible. We and have I to think what, what we have to do too, if, if I do go to the restaurant, my wife, we bring our kids there once in a while, we wear the mask of the table. I feel safe doing it. We've done it in Collingwood when we go to our, our condo in Blue Mountain there too. I think what people should be cognizant of when you're eating there too is don't linger too long, you know, like eat, get your food, get out of there so they can put another seat in there because if you're sitting yeah. there for two hours, no, and just chatting and all that money. you're taking away money out of a waiter or waitress's hand or the homeowner or, or the business owner's hand too so when we go there i'm kind of like guys okay let's order some dessert you know maybe we take it to go let's roll out and get out of here pay them a nice tip you know especially if they have great service don't be scared of that either right but roll in roll out and get out of there you know so they can they can roll yeah. tables because there are people waiting yeah and then leave a review right the yeah. Best yeah, organic, leave a yeah the, the best review. organic thing that you can do the the best free marketing is is google reviews or facebook reviews so you go somewhere you have a good experience take five seconds get in your well, car you know just post it on your organic organic post on, on facebook on too post. so here's our like, food it was delicious you know we're happy yeah. we did it we support it. and it, it, you know it spreads the word and it gets people happy you know imitation is the best form of flattery so yeah, 100%. You know, everyone made fun of you for posting food. This is the year that you should be posting food when you get it from a takeout place. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a great message. I, I love your idea, Brandon. I, I, awesome. Awesome idea. Yeah. Well, I just sent an email to to actually the aforementioned uh, Brian York and, and the GNCC as well, just to kind of get that out there. Because like, if you're going to do it, do it now. I mean, maybe it's a bit too late for the Christmas season, but it's not too late for you know, Q1 is going to be crappy for a lot of people. Right. And so if you can kind of roll something out, um, that'd be, you know, that'd be, that'd be the way to go. Right. Just to kind yeah. of support. But the fact that again, this is my biggest beef is the fact that our paid politicians cannot think like a business and cannot run this region and this and, and province and, and country like this is something that I'd like my tax dollars to go to because this directly helps businesses. Yeah. And as a, uh, it's something that I would be as a taxpayer, be totally fine with the government themselves taking a loss on, i.e. you get 10 bucks off for every 50 kind of thing. Right. And, that's, perfect. Um, that's the perfect way to do it. Right. And, and yeah. I, I'm going to do it because I'm getting a deal and the, you know, I'm going to, but, but the government's going to sit there and going, this is going to be money in everybody's pocket, which is amazing. This is what we want. Right. Mm -hmm. um, the unfortunate thing is that's where you're likely going to get your snag, right? Where you got to put, you got to convince the government to put in 20% the, into the coffer. Billion dollar stimulus package. They're saying the biggest stimulus package since world war two. Yes. And really what, what industries have been hit the hardest is the restaurant and, and uh, the tourism, right? So yeah, if they want to put money back, we'd be targeting. Travel. Boom. We'd be targeting the region though, right? Yeah, but, but not I'm the fine with that. I think the... they need to do that. But you know, you know what that helps? Like, I don't know if any of you guys joined the um, economic summit series that the GNCC ran the last couple of weeks. They had three episodes. And on one of those episodes, they were talking about GDP recovery rates this year compared to last year and the trends, right? And it was reported on that call that retail, for example, retail had returned and level set to their GDP contribution in Ontario and in Canada in July of this year. And so, yay, everybody's excited. We're recovering. But then take a look at your local snapshot here and all the local retail business owners who are having every day 
so-and-so closed, so-and-so laid people off, so-and-so yeah. is now, so what this it Just program walk through a shopping mall about? right now and look at the amount of faces out of business or going out right. of business. Right. It's so, sad. Like doing exactly what you guys are talking about, right? Like that idea fixes that problem so that you don't have these double narrative statistics. Like, well, I'm so happy that that overall GDP number is great, but how much of that GDP number in retail is leaving our country? Well, that's, and that's exactly it. So, I mean, like you, you don't like, again, in my world, when you, when you talk about GDP, it's a, it, we, we all ec economists all agree that it's a, antiquated way of of measuring one's economy because you need something like the Gini coefficient to go along with it. Mm -hmm. So to your point, Brandy, I can't say that GDP grew by or or Ontario's back to our $750 billion 2019 level of GDP. Everyone will be like, yay. But to your point, well, it, 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 what what's driving the GDP number? What's driving that growth? Amazon. It, yeah, exactly. So it, it it's like we're spending money on, on, you know, gas and all that kind of stuff. That's true, but it's not penetrating the local level to the yeah, local economy. People aren't getting paid. No. So that's where you're kind of running into that hiccup. Yeah. We can't, we can't be excited about that number because that, that it's, it's, it's a transaction. It's coming in and well, it's, it's going right back out. It, it's kind of like, Four years ago, when the Ontario provincial government under Kathleen Wynne at the time released their annualized GDP rate for Ontario was at three, don't quote me, but it was around three, 3.2%. But when you stripped away that number and actually looked at that number, about 1.2%, 1 1.6% was new, ho new, new, new homes being mm -hmm. built. Well, that's not, yes, that's GDP. I, I get it. And, and yes, that whatever, but that's not a replenishable GDP. If that's not a, a factory being set up and that's going to be keep producing the same amount of, once right. you build that home, you can't rebuild that home. No. So it, it's an inflated statistic. So you need to just strip it away. And when we did that, you're left with a, a GDP of 1.82%. Still good but nowhere near what they were trying to tote because it was an inflated statistic. Yeah. And then um, the builder, Brandon, and the builder. Some, some builders might have to rebuild that home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> they're, true. they're coming to Niagara too. Yeah. So yeah. Some of those, <laughs> be careful that. some of those builders get uh, their houses, get blown over by a windstorm. Yeah. They could be uh, great for contractors. Be sitting in one. <laughs> yeah. Right now. <laughs> um, when the windstorm is a, <laughs> but I guess, yeah, but I guess what we need to, 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 to do is just start think differently as local, local owners. And, and you're kind of mm -hmm. like, we were having this conversation with Trevor. Uh, we, we do have Trevor. Trevor, are you there? Trevor? <laughs> yes, I am, smart ass. Oh, there, there you are. Oh, hi, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. So we do have. Yeah, we've gone away. Yeah. Yep, there you yeah, are. Say the oh, tagline. Hi. Say the tagline. I'm Trevor Lindy. Yeah, say it, say it Trev. Go on. No. I'm not saying it. anything. <laughs> no, I'm buying you a shirt from a local. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm Trevor Lindy. Don't crap in my trailer. <laughs> he's, uh, he's busy. That's on the back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Focusing on all the editing he has to do. because Right. Got yeah, I know. I know. We're just... <laughs> um, but it, it was a conversation we were having before Grant got on was the, you know, like Trevor saying like locally, you know, there was just, you know, gifts and stuff like that, 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 you really got to shop around and 
there is MSRP. And so I'll give you an example. The example is we needed three printers for, um, for our office. Just they all, a couple of them went kaputs. So uh, on Black Friday, it, we, we found this model that we wanted. And um, the Black Friday deal was a $100 printer for 50 bucks at one establishment, Best Buy. And at a local establishment, it was uh, $80, $79.95. So a full $30 difference. Now, you, you, the, I did not order that online. We ordered it at the store. We ordered it locally, and then we picked it up and paid for it locally. So it supported local jobs and that local salesperson, and they, they, Best Buy pays local property taxes and what have you. And that was the justification. So I still bought from somewhere that was not all big, not all big box stores and big businesses are bad because you got to remember Costco still pays property local, taxes. Yeah, they yeah. still hire people at very good. Yeah, it employs local people. Like Costco pays yeah. well. Walmart, okay, maybe not. I don't know about paying well, but they definitely take up huge square footages and pay huge property taxes. It, the, the issues are the fully online stores like the Amazons of the world that, yes, they are cheaper, but they're cheaper for a reason. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't pay their fair share in, well, taxes, full stop, and don't pay their fair share and then don't pay any property taxes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're getting it cheaper, but you're also shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to something like a pandemic and you want fiscal relief to be flown into you know in, into the community and there isn't any and we're going into 380 billion dollars of deficit to prop up the to, to prop up these these small businesses they're, they're, we don't have the money to do it no so, you have to balance you have to balance yeah so, like you, it's one of those things I, I don't know going back to what i was saying before though it was product available at a local store that was plus $10 above the MSRP. There was Amazon, which was at MSRP and the manufacturer directly at MSRP. I chose to buy from the manufacturer direct. Right. For what product? Uh, for an item that I'm not going to mention because it's a present for Katie and she's an earshot. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. And you don't want to talk dirty on the, on the podcast. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's tough. I mean, like you, we, we can't, but then we can't turn around and when there isn't local businesses to support the soccer teams, the hockey teams, the, you know, sponsor these, this event, that event, the table sponsors, like you gotta, like, I know a lot of restaurateurs right now that are really down in the dumps and, you know, just we as little NBG, for example, are trying to spread the wealth as much as possible. Um, they're going to remember that. And they're also going to remember the people sure. that didn't support them locally when they needed them the most. Yeah. You know? mm. And like you, you mentioned something about sponsorships too, right? And I think that all of us at some point in time have had uh, a kid or a family member been called to, you know, ask for sponsorship dollars for a team or whatever. There's a lot of restaurants out there that still sponsored a lot of stuff in the community knowing that they couldn't or shouldn't um and th those restaurants and those places remember them and go back to them and give them those dollars now with your takeout right i'm gonna actually plug south coast cookhouse i don't know if you guys have ever been in crystal beach south coast no. cookhouse phil, phil smith's 
they are an incredible space. Um, they sponsor, uh, the last couple of years, my, my 14 year old son, he plays for Fort Erie Sting and they were the team sponsor a couple of years in a row. And they gave sponsorship dollars this year, knowing full well that there may not be a season. There wasn't a season. Um, and I drive out to Crystal Beach once a month at least to get my dinner for Friday nights from them um, to support them to thank you. Because they didn't awesome. have to do that. They That's didn't have awesome. to do that. Um, pay it forward. That's good. Yeah. But, I think there's more stories of that needed out there on, on, on social media right now. You know, rather yeah. than all the complaining, let's get a, some imitation going on here. Yeah, that's, awesome. like that's a great story right there. Go out to South Coast Cookhouse. You won't regret I've it. I've never been there, and I know Phil. I should go out there and. Uh, well, you have to go twice then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should. Actually, I've got friends I went to high school that that have another restaurant out there too, and I, I want to visit it. I, I hope I have a slowdown so I can do some of this stuff. I got no time. That's the problem. You know, even Tim Hortons places, they're all locally owned, right? So yep. you're Tim Hortons alone oh, so supporting yeah. somebody, right? So it's. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. They need to know that, and, and, and you know, say I'm the, I, I, you know, you should go out there and say, hey, I'm the owner of this place. We're doing blah 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 blah. So people do know, because people yeah. don't know who the owners are. That's unfortunate. No. Well, awesome. I love this. This is a great podcast. Yep, this yeah, is good. good. It's more of a, uh, a reminder. Um, but thanks very much for for giving you giving us the your uh, professional insight there, Brandy. Ah, I just <laughs> died in the title of the podcast into, into that. That's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks very much. It sounds like you got into one of those bottles there back yeah. there. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Not yet. Anyway, uh, thanks very much for coming on, Brandy. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and uh, thanks Keep everyone. doing what you're doing. Karen, share uh, our podcast and spread the word. Mm. My name's Brandon Curry. Oh. I'm Jeff Collins. Josh Bond. I'm pretending to be frozen. Come on now. (laughs) Help us help you stay informed, Trevor Lindy. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.
produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.